All right, we are back for episode, um, you know, I really wish I was keep track of these episodes before I start this, but I've probably done this four times. Anyways, we're back. Um, there is an announcement to make as far as the recording is considered. Um, we, unfortunately, um, the player of Renard, Henry, has had to leave the game for personal reasons and will not be able to return. So instead, I would like to introduce um, the new player, Mac. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and your character a little bit? Hi, I'm Mac, and I'm going to be playing Sola the Kitsune that is trapped as a tiny, tiny fox. She is mesmerist, which means that she can still cast spells, thankfully. She likes to fly around on her little uh, little pillow and make words with prestidigitation in the air. All right. Well, um, seeing as you have not had the standard introduction to all of the characters, um, what would you say, just in general, like, um, what would you say Sola would be doing at this moment in time? Like, what's her average day look like? Uh, that's an interesting question. Pretty sure that she'd be hanging out wherever there was a large number of people. Um... She likes to perform. She's a good good actor. She acts rather well as a fox, really. Uh, she can also cast minor illusions, so she uses that to back up her performances. All right. Well, Sola, as you are uh, finishing up one of your performances after um, you, you found yourself in kind of a... It's not a big town in comparison to some of the places you've been. It's kind of smallish. You know, not very many people. There's a couple of churches nearby, a little more than usual for a town. Um, you find yourself kind of with like this wandering troop of uh, actors. Um, you don't really know very much about them. They know that you're more than what meets the eye, and you've kind of integrated, you're integrated yourself into their performance a little bit, you know, with your illusions and such. They play music, do magic card tricks, and um, you've, you've been with them for maybe a couple of weeks. Um, this crowd, though, was particularly... Um, it's particularly tough. Um, they had a... You had a hard time making them laugh. You saw some kind of sidelong glances at a few of the tricks. And um, eventually, somebody kind of standing up in uh, like these kind of monkish sort of robes stands up holding up a holy symbol and starts crying, Heresy! Heresy! They're using witchcraft! And uh, to your, to you and your troop members' um, surprise, there uh, many of the crowd seems to take up the same call. And uh, very quickly, you realize the situation goes from oh, tough crowd to oh, tough crowd. And uh, thinking quickly, you um, all decide to take a break for a moment while the shouting continues. And uh, as you do, your uh, the manager of the little troop. Uh, comes out and tells you all that you need to split out split ways because the crowd is getting um, very wound up by various members of the clergy who have decided to come and protest the use of magic on a scale like this in such a devout town um everyone agreeing to run their separate ways you um find yourself you decide for yourself that you're going to be you know your usual self and run as a fox into the field because, I mean, who's going to find a fox in the forest? Um, after some time of running, um, you uh, manage to... Uh, 
you manage to f- put some distance between yourself and the city as you see people are spanning out trying to find the uh, suddenly escaped um, troop of performers. Um, kind of surrounded by this darkening forest in these twilight hours. Sola, what do you do? Uh, well, I'm going to continue making my valiant escape. Uh, I will cast Vanish upon myself to give myself a few rounds of uh, I am absolutely sure they won't find me. All right. All right. Um, but I, wanna... I do have low light vision, so uh, the setting sun shouldn't be bothering me too much. No, and indeed it doesn't. You can see clearly as if it were day. And speaking of seeing clearly, I would like you to make a perception roll. And go ahead and call it your number when you finish it. Uh, Would you also like a stealth check? Um, I would say go ahead and don't worry about the stealth check for now. All right. My my perception was a 18. An 18. Um, Solo, you carefully pick your way through the forest, enjoying your uh, moment of invisibility and kind of keeping yourself hidden. You know, you're you're used to kind of keeping yourself hidden. You've, You've been stuck this way for quite some time. Um... And then there is a sharp, there's a sharp, and you feel a very blinding, almost incredible pain spring up from um, your rear hind leg. And um, as you snap your head back to look and see, you find yourself caught in a metal contraption. It seems your leg has been caught in a bear trap. And as you test it and try to move, it, it feels broken. That's not good. Um, but struggling as you might, trying to figure out a way around it, um, casting maybe a few of your lower level spells, you find yourself pretty much stuck in this trap, and you're trying to conserve your energy a bit while the night kind of darkens and the cold settles over the land, trying to figure out how you're going to get out of this. Um, and then you hear some howling in the distance. The howling kind of increases in volume as they come closer, and after some time you hear, um, you know, with the moon, with, uh, excuse me, with the moonlight above the forest, uh, you see some glowing eyes peeking out from the darkness. Is there anything you would like to try and do as you see these shadowy figures approaching you? Not much I can do. Uh, I'm going to... It's not my greatest skill, but I'm going to try to sense motive on the people approaching me and get a get a bead on, or was it the shadows of people or just... They appear to be very animalistic, maybe um, a couple of feet taller than you. Um, it, based on the sound, you think it might be a pack of wolves. Sure. I cast um, Silent Image to make it look like the trap and myself are actually a tree. Alright, so let's see if what they uh, let's see if they can actually display that. I assume that has a DC associated with it. If they interact with it, it is a DC fifteen. Alright. Let's give them a couple of perception checks. Um as you see the figures kinda of come closer, you quickly make yourself a silent image to uh and you become, at least to them, a tree for the moment. But these wolves, they already had caught your scent sometime before. Uh, one of them appears to lose interest, seeming as if he did not notice anything that was happening. But the other two, they take their noses to the ground and start sniffing. 
and they just very they very methodically search the area until one of them sniffs right up to your tree. Um, you can feel its hot breath kind of washing over you, the kind of rancid, rotten meat, whatever, stuck in between its teeth. Um, and as it noses forward, you realize it has actually pushed past um, your illusion, and now you see its kind of yellowy amber eyes staring directly into yours. I try to fill it, fill it full of a natural lust for its friend. All right. What, what DC save is that? 15. And I'll stare at it to give it a minus two to its will save. Let's see what it does. That is a 17 minus 2, 15, but he has a plus 1 to his will save. That is 16. Yeah, that didn't work. Um, as you as you stare at this and you think very hard in your very panicked state, you find it hard to just really get the concentration down that you need to, to in this just random, very strange situation. For the moment, the wolf pauses um, with a kind of tilt its head quizzically. Um, and for a moment, you think you might have done it. And then with a flash, you feel more pain for the second time today as you feel this blinding, just searing pain sprout from your back as this wolf just tears into you and just flails you around. You feel your leg snap and break even more further as it gets, you just get torn from this trap. And um, the last kind of vestiges of your consciousness kind of fade as um, this wolf just throws you to the ground. Um... Let's move back over to the other group for now. All right, next character. <laughs> um, the rest of you, um, you're you're just now packing up uh, from camp. Um, it's been kind of a cold night. You, I believe, the last in the last session, you all um, succeeded at. Let me go make sure that it's been actually some time since I've done this. We were in the mountains and we succeeded in the puzzle. Ah, uh, yes. So you succeeded in the puzzle and managed to avoid getting very cold and chilly. Yeah, but we even though... Oh, yeah. sorry, never mind. I was going to say we also killed the barbs. Yes. You also killed uh, the art, the uh, hodgepodge articuno that I came up with for you guys. Um, following that, though, you guys realize as... Um, you're, as you're kind of packing up to leave from the night, Henry, see, not Henry, excuse me, Renard, I, I always forget his name. He's not even here and I forget his name. Um, Renard seems to be kind of staying, normally he's kind of jovial, playing music, cracking jokes alongside you. This morning he seems pretty reserved, like he's thinking about something. He seems to be kind of holding himself closer, like he feels a chill of some sort. And um, before you guys set off, um, he kind of, you guys, uh, as you're, he seems to be kind of looking around down the mountain a little bit, kind of towards the starting, uh, starting sunrise. And, um, as you guys set off, he actually doesn't seem to follow you. What do you guys do? I guess, um, Kyra will kind of turn slightly and say, are you going to keep up? What's going on? He kind of turns over to, uh, to you, Kyra, and just... He seems conflicted. He kind of starts a couple of times. Like, yeah. I've, I've been been thinking a bit about all this uh, coming back from the dead, going on some random quest. I, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't feel right here. I I, I feel like I'm on borrowed time. I I never liked being trapped to one place. I always moved from place to place, and now I feel like somebody else is pulling the strings. I don't know. I I was just thinking about it after the last fight and how we basically just kind of what are we putting ourselves in danger for? Those birds probably nearly would pull us off, tried to pull us off, and we would have just died if we just fell all the way down in there. We've been trekking through these mountains for, what, the better part of a couple of weeks? We've been told to do what? Save things from darkness and all the... And on whose account? Some god? Some god is just like, oh, do my shit for me? I don't know. And everyone was much one for following rules. He kind of looks a little um, just perturbed. I think I want to just let fake take its course. I know I made my mistakes in life and that led me to my death, but even if I come back, I don't want to be beholden to someone else. I don't want to live my existence waiting for some other force to tell me, oh, you've done right or oh, you've done wrong. I don't think that's for me. And um, I've been praying a lot these last couple of nights, trying to understand, maybe comprehend more about my existence or how what what even is my existence now. And I feel like I know a way to just stop and end it. But I don't think I should continue with you guys. He just kind of looks. He's not, he seems to kind of clam up and just he seems to stop talking for a moment. Do you say anything, Kyra? Um, I just kind of look at the others, just like uncertain where this is coming from. She really doesn't know what to say. He just kind of looks at you and goes, I, I, I don't really like goodbyes. I always, my last goodbye I tried to have was uh, one of the way reasons I got killed. And he kind of opens up his shirt and you see the, the large kind of, you know, the scar on his chest. I, I, I think I'm going to go find my own path. Um, thank you all for listening to me and I mean being a friend to me I normally don't make very good friends and so I appreciate your help but um I, I think I'm gonna go my own way now uh kind of looks down just unsure I guess goodbye uh well uh goodbye wait don't we drop dead if we don't do what the god says he kind of looks around he's like I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. Okay. Good luck. It's good we had you for as long as we did. And at least you tried. Anything you want to say, Indra? I'll kind of... Just nod and say, you know, 
the rocky road isn't meant for everyone. You know, remembering how I died and n not really being able to understand looking like a second chance or like forsaking a second chance but understanding that it might be too much for someone and just kind of nodding solemnly as you do that he says well, I appreciate all of your support I guess this is it and uh, kind of without further ado kind of abruptly he turns and he takes a breath and um, he starts walking for a few steps and then you guys see this kind of silvery light um, like kind of just kind of fill your vision as like his body seems to kind of glow strangely and after a few steps he just kind of his body, everything, his, even traces of him, even his footsteps seem to just vanish into thin air as, like, the light just fades. I'm gonna pretend I didn't see that. Out of character, we're all like, you should have left your gold. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked. <laughs> um, but... With that done, we're going to move back to you, Sola. Oh, good. <coughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. One moment. Had to clear my throat. All right. Um, Sola, you... Curiously, um, the last thing you remember is blinding pain. Um, the harsh damp forest floor pushing against your soft little face and the next thing you realize is you're in somewhere moderately neutral temperature temperatured your leg doesn't hurt your back doesn't hurt and kind of as you crack open one eye you realize there's this kind of brilliant uh silver light and you also and there's also another thing that you notice very uh very immediately um you are not in your feral fox form you once again have your original body. It is covered in this silvery kind of robe-like um, material that covers you fairly well. But um, and as you like awaken, kind of come more to your senses, and you glance up, you see upon a large, a uh, large throne is a dark-skinned uh, man with long, pointed ears and a curved piece of metal, like on his forehead with like with a kind of silvery sheen um looking around you find yourself on top of what seems to be some sort of terraced sort of temple with a large platform on top um you look around and you see just kind of a dark black inky sky and um the white sanded dunes all around you what do you do sola uh well i try to stand up Windmill my arms furiously and fall down because I haven't been on two legs in years. As you stand up and start to fall down, you find it very easy. Like, even though you haven't stood up for a long time, you find it quite easy to stand. Um, in fact, when you fall down for a moment and you put, pick yourself back up, even though it's been quite a number of years, you f it feels easier than you remember. It feels easy to move about. Uh, in that case, I'll look up at the person... And I'll make my little thought bubble say, hi, question mark. 
Um, he stares down at you and with kind of a small smirk says, You can speak here, little cursed one. This form you currently hold is the true projection of yourself. You will find no problems with how you are now. Force a habit. Been a while. I know that. You've met an untimely demise, as I'm sure you remember. I'm positive there are things you still wish to do on this planet. And as an immortal life. You have not gone to your final destination because I have pulled you here to give you an opportunity. Go on. I will return you in your mortal form back to the world from whence you came. In return, you will... Excuse me. You will follow my bidding, and my bidding is thus. There is a darkness growing, that which I cannot see with my own divine powers. Myself, nor my brother, nor many of the others can see what is hidden behind this veil upon your world. By the old laws, we are bound to not interfere directly, but... As always, laws have loopholes, and you will be my loophole. I can't tell you where to go or what to look for, but I can tell you that some of my champions have already begun their search. Search diligently and find what may be po- what may be obscuring our vision, and you will be allowed to keep your second life. Decide if you if you should falter, if you should choose not to. If you, should, for if you decide at this moment in time that you do not wish to follow this path, I will freely let you go to your, to your final destination. It is your choice. May I ask a question? Go on. Who are you? <laughs> it depends on whom you ask. Some cultures worship me simply as the moon. I am also known by many as Mesopola, Selun, or the Eastern Night Dragon. I am guardian of the night and bring light to things that which seek to be hidden. Does this answer your question? Like, I just stare at him for a while, like... Uh, my character's still trying to trying to to get all of this into her head. <laughs> so the moon wants wants me to go back and do something for it, uh, but that would also help the sun and all that. Just... You wouldn't like return me right back to where I was because that was awful. Is that right? No, I wouldn't return you back to where you were. That uh, that place is long past. Many. Much time has passed since your demise, and in fact, the process between death and afterlife is not a speedy one. So I was able to pluck you at the same time that everyone, that the rest of my champions have also perished. Don't worry about how time works, because it is rather arbitrary here for me. Then yes, I accept. 
Good. I unfortunately cannot undo the curse that was brought upon you to begin with. You will return to your original form as when you've perished. You'll have to find your own path to solve your curse. But I'm sure you've managed thus far. Beware, little fox. Dark times are upon us. And if you should falter, you may find yourself falling deeper into a more cursed darkness than even you think your form is. And uh, with that, um, you look up and you realize that um, what you thought was originally like the moon or something in the sky, it actually is. Um, it actually has streaks of blue and white clouds and green lands. You realize you're looking at the world of Keltara itself as it suddenly increases in size and, and just like magnifies in your vision, like zooming in too fast. And um, you find your vision goes white as you just feel this rushing sensation. The rest of you. Um, Otto, make me a reflex save. Okay, good start. I love you. I love you. So much. <laughs> love which one? Okay, love right now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. Hey, I, I squint in the distance. I think I see something. <laughs> Yeah, Otto, for just a moment, you you think you see kind of like a quick flash of silver light. And for just a moment, you're like, was that Renard? And quite suddenly, um, a small, not very heavy form just plows into your face and head. And with your typical grace, you just eat shit and fall immediately in the snow <laughs> as something fuzzy and warm. Um, as something fuzzy and warm just immediately hits you in the face. Um Sola, you find yourself on top of a rather um, cushiony fall. You thought you would, um, with the speed at which you were approaching the world, you thought it would hurt a lot more, but instead you landed on something very cushiony. Yep, and uh, you feel weird vibrations on your belly as you heard muffled screaming. <laughs> Face um, auger. So how deep in the snow are they? They're not very deep. The rest of you, as you kind of walk over, you see that um, standing up wearily, um, a little bit confused, is a very small-looking fox. It's uh, white with um, orange swirls and some black markings on it. Uh, you see some nasty-looking kind of uh, healed-over scars, like in, a, like in a couple of teeth marks across its back, and a nasty-looking scar running up one of its back legs. But it, uh, it appears to be unharmed and... Uh, Standing care, standing uh, um, in an alright fashion. As... Uh, I immediately attempt to look adorable. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh... Oh gosh, it's been a second. Auto. Kyra. Uh, I'm assuming Kyra is walking over as well as me. I am, and uh, just kind of looking down to see a fox laying on top of Otto. Slightly deep in the snow, I'll look back up at Kyra and say, Deja vu? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyra was immediately, like, she was kind of alarmed. She had her spear ready and, and slowly moving forward. And as soon as she sees a very cute, big-eyed fox, she drops the spear and says, Oh, poor fox, you're so cute. Can I hold you? 
Uh, I'm going to keep this up with a uh, with with a perform check of uh, 25 and uh, just leap into her arms. Do I have to roll against that kill or can I fail? <laughs> I would say at this point in time you choose to fail. <laughs> um. Kind of forgetting Otto's poor fall into the snow. Kyra hugs the fox gently enough to not crush, but to be clearly enjoying this little cuddle. I will help um. Otto up out from the snow and kind of... Uh oddly remark like I wonder if we got rid of you if we'd get like a little ginger cookie hitting us from the sky uh it's kind of joking not actually like yeah let's snap his neck cause we just got rid of a kitsune and got a little fox yeah I guess are you okay Otto look what you've got you have such good luck. Yeah, yeah, it could be anything. Could be land cloud first, I guess. Oh, hey, cool. that cloud looked like a noose. <laughs> I will kind of scan the horizon. And uh, what, there was a flash of silver, you said? Yeah, there was a quick flash of silver, though the only one to see it was probably Otto. I'm going to be a little less on edge just because Moonbro just uh, axed one of our party mates, so (laughs) I'm kind of assuming stuff is going on at this point, and it's not, you know, typical weather for this region. Raining foxes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what if it was? Can we keep him? Do you have enough food for Kabolo and a fox? I'll make enough food. I guess you can keep him. Her. It. And I'll kind of uh, look the at little you. thought bubble pops up over my head and it just says she. Wow. My oh, eyes will try, kind of... Can I try poking it? Like the, the thought... Okay. You, try, you, you attempt to poke the thought bubble, um, Kyra, and you see your hand just kind of goes straight through it with no resistance. It's uh, it's a basic spell. It knows magic. You mean she knows magic? I guess. I don't really have the, you know, never really come up in my line of work. What do you need to detect it, Caleb? Spellcraft check. Yeah, that would be a spellcraft check. Okay. I'm going to do a quick spellcraft. That is 17. 17 is enough for you to realize this is a very, very basic prestidigitation spell. Um, Complex enough for you to know that this is probably not your average fox. Um... Do you you all kind of for a moment you kind of stand around like, huh, trying to work out what just happened, um, and you all kind of hear a familiar um, voice ring through your minds. I have brought this one to aid you. She will replace your wavering compatriot. Do not fear. 
He has returned to his original, find his original destination unharmed. And then you feel the presence leave. He certainly has a type. <laughs> <laughs> Otto, all of a sudden, like lightning comes down and strikes. Him. <laughs> Make another reflex save. <laughs> Damn it! I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I will kind of nod and say, so not the average fox, it seems. Do you have a name? Uh, Top Bubble fills in with, I'm Sola. I will kind of nod and say, uh, nice to meet you, Sola. Um, I'm Indra, Fleetpaw. And this, and I will kind of gesture to Kyra. As in, like, introduce yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I just sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> You're allergic to foxes, apparently. No. Um, well, I guess we can't keep her. <laughs> no. My name is Kyra Jahari, and you can stay with me, and I will help feed you. And that's Otto over there. I mean, you know him. I, uh, hi. I put up my own little thought bubble. Uh, hello. Uh, I just put in mind familiar with face. I do a shrugging emoji. I don't know. <laughs> We're now playing the emoji movie. All right, oh, two finder we've edition. We've got an oh, emoji. Uh, I, I take a set of thieves tools from somewhere and just put them into her hands. Yeah, so as you um, look around, you see that um, there is a, like, you know, couple-pound pack of Thieves' Tools that seems to have landed with her, strangely enough. And And a a, little pillow. Yeah, and a small pillow underneath them. Is this, are these your um, items that you carry around with you? I nod, then hop on the pillow kind of shake myself out, sit down, and the pillow levitates up. Very slowly, um, Zola lifts up on this little pillow and uh, floats alongside you guys. Um, Based on the speed you see it moving, you you, you assume that she can keep probably a pretty good walking pace with you guys. Kara loves this. (laughs) I can do that. But you're not a cute little fox. It's adorable. My mom said I was cute. Hmm. I will kind of pat your shoulder. And then that's about it. (laughs) Also, I do have three tails. That should have clued us in, I suppose. Yes, as you observe her, um, the most striking features is her fur color, her tails... And the kind of gnarly looking scars across her back. <clears throat> Alright. Well, with the introductions all in order, what do the rest of you continue on with your quest? Uh, yeah, we'll kind of sit down and be like, oh gosh, I don't remember his actual name, but Bernard? I don't remember what. <laughs> no, the moon deity. Uh, what my culture called them. But, you know, what was the name that you gave him? There was like Saloon, Mesopola, any Sa- of those. Mesopola or Saloon. 
I'm just going to say a loon. Is that okay? <laughs> sure. That loon. The loon be praised. <laughs> the loon. Gods be praised. Uh, you do lunar, lunar, luna. Did Luna fill you in on what we're doing? Um, I raise my shoulders up and then let them drop. I will kind of nod. And then, and then I just fill in the word obey. That would be wise. Um, essentially, we're trying to hunt some unknown darkness in an unknown location. For an unknown de- a deity. And, He's not uh, an unknown deity. My people worshipped him. Not as fervently, but we still know of him. I will kind of chuckle and say fair. Uh, currently, we are... Did we ever figure out which mountain range we're in? We have a very rough, crude map, but other than that, <laughs> we'll probably need an update on it. You're in what are known as the... Uh... The Bro Grumble Mountains, um, mostly dwarven territories at the moment, and you are headed north towards uh, one of the larger dwarven cities. Because they're called Bro Grumble, and it's a bunch of dwarves. I'm just picturing them all like angry chads. <laughs> uh, I'll just kind of fill you in on that information. Uh, as best we can tell, we're in the Bro Grumble Mountains. Uh, we recently liberated a camp of enslaved kobolds. And we're heading currently to a dwarven uh, city. We have documents giving orders for the human nation to uh, basically condone hostilities against the uh, bordering dwarves. So we're hoping to secure their aid and possibly find any information on this darkness. Kyra uh, also comments, don't forget that tensions are a little high with how hostile humans have been lately in these past few years. But I've been dead for a while, apparently, so I don't really know current events. Uh, honestly, the, the bubble on top of me fills in with uh, join club, and I huff. Alright. If we are all set, I guess we'll continue making our way downtown, walking fast, faces fast. (laughs) Um, Indra humming a small unknown tune. Yeah, small unknown tune. Uh, Maybe after a few hours of walking, kind of still very blizzardy, um, Sola, excuse me, gosh, I'm having problems speaking today. Um, so you die in kind of like a temperate area, um, but pretty much um, the gist of after you get kind of more details, conversing back and forth through your text box is um, effectively where the party is currently at is um, they've been traveling for the better part of a month, I believe, at this point. And at the moment, for how the how the what the national politics is like, kind of what they're referencing. Um, you would know kind of that the human nation of Arfons is kind of in the middle of trying to aggressively expand. It was recently established some time ago. Humans used to be considered a slave race. After a long revolt, they uh, they pushed themselves back and established a small country, a small kingdom. 
and uh, in recent years, um, and yeah, in recent years, they have basically, you know, the slaves have become the slavers. They have used the excuse of, um, they've used the excuse of their imprisonment, their, uh, their capture to justify acts of horror and basically just justify their taking of the land at whatever cost recently, you know, so they've basically just been taking land and pushing back the dwarven kingdoms and like the, like the dwarven kingdoms of Brogrumble and Ilya to the uh, West and East respectively have kind of been caught off guard. They originally didn't like each other to begin with and were kind of always in a kind of a constant state of warring and skirmishing. And then the kind of new human threat comparatively sprang out of just about nowhere and so they've been both caught off guard by the ferocity and just quickness of which they can field armies and uh, at the moment you would have known kind of just from hearsay from traveling around that there was kind of this uneasy truce where everyone's kind of like in a ceasefire of like okay let's not kill each other because we're kind of tired of that for now but um, the papers and documents that the uh, rest of the party have shown you is that there are human orders for humans to, for like, you know, mining companies to basically skirt around the well-known border patrols and border um, crossings and effectively harvest and or set up camps um, deep within the like, you know, deep within like occupied territory pr- and pretty much kill any scouting party that comes across them to try and get as much material as they can out of there before they're discovered. And it's effectively a document they have right now, and it's like an official order from like the emperor. And that's about where it stands right now. And I also inform you that they're heading for a town that, if I have my notes here, I don't know where my it's written down my physical notes. But they're headed for one of the larger dwarven cities that happens to be nearby. And yeah, that's where you guys. That's where the story, or at least the world, is currently at, as far as they know. Uh, but as they're explaining this, I would like everyone to make a perception roll. Oh, yes, perception. My favorite stat. I rolled me at 20. Nice. What is nope. my perception? That is a 26. What did you get? Uh, I got a 13. 13, alright. Excuse me. Um, and then Anno with his 11. Alright, also the name of the town, the name of the city you're going for is the dwarven capital of Isilber. Isilber? Yes. I went and found my notes and I wrote that down because I didn't write that down before. Um, Indra and Sola. I remember your name better than the other guy already. Um, you guys notice kind of through the blizzard, um, one of the lumps of snow off to your left doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it naturally formed. I'll kind of raise my hand to kind of stop everyone walking. Um... What do you mean it doesn't look like just... Just something catches your eye about it. You look over and like everything else is pretty windswept. And then um, you look over at this thing and it's like it looks too tall to be windswept as it should be. I'll kind of gesture out at it and just kind of quietly, you know, whisper back, you know, that just something's amiss there. You know, it might be... 
something man-made, or does it look like something... How tall is it? Uh, it looks to be maybe about a foot or two um, from the surface of the snow. A foot or two? Okay. I huff, and I detect psychic significance. What is the description of that spell? Because I am not super familiar with psychic magic. Uh, it allows me to de- detect the presence of psychically significant objects. Okay, so it's detect magic only for psychic shit. Yeah, essentially, okay. if there was anything that was, uh, you know, that had any kind of grief or joy or anything along those lines attached to it, it would probably ping. Uh, jokingly, it's called detect plot significance. <laughs> well, um, as you begin casting your spell, um, from the snow, from the, you, you don't realize, but Otto, um, from your right, a uh, figure bursts from underneath the snow and um, jumps out at you, pointing pointing a long, large spear at you. Uh, let me go get a picture for you of what you are looking at here. That was smart. Um, it seems to be a. Uh, it seems very familiar for a moment because it looks like very. It looks uh, very similar to Indra, in that it is a Usagi. It looks to be a, a Usagi, one of the rabbit people. Um, as she points a shortened sword at you, her uh, white fur that's all fluffy and kind of some war markings on her face. As uh, she says, and um, <coughs> she doesn't say anything at the moment, and then the, uh, my brain isn't functioning, uh, then the mound that you and Solo were staring at, Indra, pop open with a large minotaur uh, man as he comes, as he kind of like hefts a large war axe. You were a little bit surprised that such a large creature could actually stick himself under the ground as he did, but it seems that his attempt to hide himself... Um, didn't particularly uh oh, where <laughs> in whose realm do we trespass? I see no settlement here. Um, Hello? He kind of... Oh, Kyra, now we can hear you. Did you say something? Sorry, I think I had internet connection issues. Uh Uh-oh, did you hear what what just happened? I heard who goes there, and my internet might have uh, fizzed out. Basically, they said, who goes there? Uh, Indra questioned on whose land are we trespassing on, effectively. Um... He the uh, the woman behind speaks up and says, "You are in the territory of." <laughs> That's not a woman's voice. That's like, "Hello." Um, She's like, <laughs> "What up? I'm tough because I'm tough." <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Just roll with it. Make what her up? tough. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Man up, dweeb. <laughs> All right. Come on, Twinkle Toes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, you're in the realm of Nunavut. And you're in our territory. What business do you have here? Um, I fill my speech I... bubble in with Gonsun Tight. 
Can I roll a knowledge history to know uh, anything about Nunavut? You... Yeah, I would say knowledge history. Okay, that's, um... 19? 19. You're not 100% sure. It sounds... The, the name sounds kind of like a language that you've heard like in classes when you were young mm-hmm. but you don't know much else about that you're just like well it sounds familiar like i should know something about it but you don't okay i will kind of just raise both of my hands and say you know we're travelers we mean no harm we're traveling to whatever dwarven city i can't recall right now isleberg isleberg uh and unfortunately, uh, our path led us through these treacherous mountains. You know, and I will kind of look over at the uh, other Usagi and say, you know, you know our kind. We travel very often. Generally, we do seek peace. Kyra, you were saying something? I'm sorry if my internet's having some issues right now. Um, but Kyra um, also kind of gestures in a very, like, harmless way and says, um, he's correct. We're just passing in peace. We offer no violence to you. Um, they seem to kind of, for a moment, um, still seem aggressive. Um, go ahead and roll diplomacy, Kyra. Uh, can okay. I attempt to assist by being adorable? You may. I assist. Roll performance. I still assist. Can't fail it. <laughs> Just doing a quick math. Uh, 31. 31. Um, after saying this, you see that um, at least the Minotaur's form kind of relaxes for a moment and he kind of... Uh, and he uh, glances over and... Uh, to the woman, and he says, I think they're just travelers. They're not the ones we're looking for. Um, she kind of, she also relaxes and sheathes her sword, and um, just for a moment, um, she, she, she seems like she's about to walk away, and she kind of starts at you, um, Otto, kind of like jerking at you to see what you do. Ah, I'm just a hedge rooster, dude. Um, she kind of she kind of smiles and chuckles and just walks back and goes, <laughs> "Nerd." <laughs> uh, are they like leaving? Leaving? Uh, she's just standing back from being super threatening. And um, the uh, the Minotaur kind of looks and goes, "Well, I'm sorry for the fuss. There's been a uh, couple actually, of bit. What? That's actually I was going to ask. Uh, if they weren't leaving, I was going to be like, "You seem on edge. You know, is there something amiss?" We've been having reports of disappearances around town. We were thinking, me and the other Snow Raiders were thinking that maybe it could have been a uh, bandits or other people traveling through. So we were going to try and catch and see who it might be. But you all don't seem like the type who are going to kill and eviscerate people. How many disappearances? hands. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, he goes... Only a handful of people, but we ain't a very big village, so it still is very noticeable. I do know that uh, our shopkeep, Millie, 
she lost her pet, um, but she seems to be the most, uh, seems to be very distraught over it. If you'd like, we'll take you into the town. You all seem like a trustworthy sort. We would very much appreciate that. And your escort is very much not taken out of... Uh, we just would appreciate it. That's like forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, the Usagi woman behind you goes, Great, babysitting. Um... He, the Minotaur kind of snorts and then rolls his eyes and then it kind of gestures for you all to follow him and he kind of walks a little bit up the, uh, up the hillways. Um, after maybe about 10, 15 minutes of climbing this hill, you crest over it and you realize that you were actually really, really close to this little town. Um, there's kind of like a snow break where you can actually see now this, this town in front of you. Let me move. Do I not have it on here? I do not. I am sorry. You monster. I know, I am such a monster. I like I legit put this on here and I don't know where it went. Okay. I am prepared, you all. I promise. I do this, you know, I've done this for two and a half years. I mean, that's why I've gotten complacent. Alright. This goes in here. Plop this down here. Wow, that's small as hell. Um, you come across a small village, and I will describe it for the audio listeners. Uh, this little village isn't very big. It's maybe got about 10, 15 or so amount of buildings in it. Excuse me. That um, that are all pretty ramshackle, um, pretty bleached wood, um, solid kind of uh, straw and uh, other like clay roofs. Um, the snow around it seems to be being, seems to be being cleared off at a pretty good clip. There doesn't seem to be a lot of snow actually in the village at the moment because of just kind of where they're situated. It seems to break the most of the uh, blizzard around it, which seems to be the intention of it. Um, and you guys, uh, you guys see that there's some kind of hustle and bustle around the village. There's maybe just outside, you can see maybe ten to thirty people just kind of wandering around at any given kind of moment. Um, just going about their business, about their chores. Um, big things that stand out to you are a couple of large, what look to be shops in the uh, center of the town, kind of surrounded by the, uh, surrounded by smaller houses. But yeah, you can see pretty much the entire village in this kind of little secluded bowl. And uh, the Minotaur kind of gestures and says, Welcome to Nunavut. You are... Uh, Free to explore as you wish, and uh, don't cause trouble, or the snow raiders are gonna have to take it out on you. So, keep in mind, mind yourselves. I will uh, kind of ask him, uh, what are some of the places in Nineveh? Well, um, we've got an apothecary. She, uh, she takes care of the wounded, doesn't really sell much. Um, we've got, um, we got the we got Zemenka's store of uh, Ikeruk. Um, he does a bunch of uh, he sells a bunch of general items, you know, ropes, foods, things like that. Uh, if you need to rest your head, there's the Cottontail Inn uh, just over there, and it kind of points to a uh, warmly glowing, long kind of longhouse-looking building. Um, and then, uh, and then if you're looking for some special items, you know, sometimes the Snow Raiders will 
dig up things and uh, bring things in from the uh, from out here in the wastes a bit. And you're going to look for Millie's Magnificent Multitude just over there. Uh, more to warn, though, Millie, uh, Millie just lost her pet, and she's uh, she ain't been in a speaking mood for very long, so you may not get much out of her. I'll kind of gesture over to Building 1. Just ask what that is. Uh, that's our uh, that's our local shrine. Um, we pray to a variety of gods here. There's some Usagi who pray to their gods. I pray to mine. There's a couple of humans. They pray to theirs. Just a few dwarves. It's just kind of a just kind of a communal place that's set aside and doesn't get built upon a little away from the noise and bustle. Uh, is there any need for a hedge wizard in town? I can do most mending and cleaning and. Uh, isn't taking up crafting of magical items. He kind of he he looks at you for a minute, and thinks for a sec. Well, uh, it's a harsh life out of here. I'm sure if you asked around, you could find some uh, some work for yourself. So yeah, I'd say there's there's always usefulness for somebody who's a bit of a handyman. Right, well done. So what do you guys do? We walk into the desert. What do you call it? In town and nowhere. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, uh, I put uh, the, uh, my copper pot on my staff. To now, you know, signaling my profession as a hedge wizard of the copper pot variety. The second lowest. <laughs> Not quite the lowest, but second lowest. No, no, the lead pots are the worst. They, <laughs> they, they don't even advertise it. Have that Roman sweetener. I'm gonna upgrade to iron pot any day now. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we want to try and find an inn, or should we just see if we can help the shopkeep that he mentioned? Well, uh, uh, go ahead. Shopkeep first, I think, fills into the uh, into the bubble. I'll kind of nod, saying that the inn will likely be open for you know well into the night. Hopefully, she'll have some things that will need as well. I I have a few things in mind that I'd like to upkeep. Alright, so you guys heading to the uh, magic store first? Yep. Plus we can learn a little bit about her companion that she lost. Okay. Uh, let me get something. So you guys... Um, Head into this little town, kind of the smells of, um, it kind of stinks a little bit of, like, fish and a little bit of, like, spoiled meat as you get into the town. As you see kind of, like, racks of, you know, drying meat are out and you see people are um, trying to tan some hide and stuff like that. It seems like they're trying to use everything they can out of whatever they manage to bring back. Um, and I think there I'm going to take a break for a few minutes because we've been doing this for... About an hour. Let's see. Yeah, we're doing this. We've been doing this for about an hour. So uh, yeah, we'll take a break and be right back. And we're back. 
And I have music. Is it going to play? Face is music. I know, my face is music. I'm sure you all recognize this, this music. <laughs> all right. So um, you guys walk your way into this little shop. Um, you see it has a picture of a cow kind of hanging down, you know, like as, as part of the shop sign. And it says, Millie's Magnificent Multitude. Um, and right under that, it says no soliciting. Is Millie a minotaur? As you walk inside, you do see that, yes, it is Millie the minotaur. Um uh, you first let me let me get a picture because I do actually have pictures of these things. Um, oh, sorry, I was going to ask those two what their names were before we departed. Um, you know what? That would have been a good thing to pull up. Yep, I have their names written down here. One moment. There they are. Um, the excuse me. The Minotaur calls himself Varon, and the Usagi calls herself Lial. Let me make sure I have these in a better, easy place to get. Okay. Okie dokie. So, as you enter in, and I was going to pull this up, um... You see sitting where you normally would see the shopkeeper. You don't see anybody. Uh, you don't see anybody there for the moment. And you look around and you see kind of sitting off in a corner, um, sipping on what seems to be a uh, dirty cup of tea is a uh, rather plump, um, friendly looking minotaur lady. But she seems very distraught and just kind of staring into the crackling fire as she sips her tea, clearly ignoring my just fucking alarm that goes off. Um <laughs> Clearly, uh, clearly not even paying attention to anything that's happening in the store, and she's just kind of quietly muttering to herself as she's drinking her tea. Uh, as you look around the shop, it looks like it should be fairly well lit. There's uh, sconces everywhere, but they're unlit. And you see there's kind of a variety of items sitting around, but they've been kind of haphazardly arranged. Some of the shelves are empty. It just kind of looks all in disarray. Uh, did you say that her tea was dirty or something like the cup wasn't cleaned very well like she had made a bunch of cups of tea and it just hadn't bothered cleaning it for a while uh okay i can relate <laughs> i clean her cup for her at a distance you she she kind of looks down at her cup for a second and looks up and goes oh customers you see, just like a, she like drags herself off of her chair and just kind of like with her head down, kind of plods over behind the counter and goes, "Welcome to Millie's magnificent emporium of things. I'm Millie. How can I help you today?" She's adorable. I think, I think the question is, perhaps we can help you. Heard you had some trouble. She just kind of looks at you and she just goes, Trouble doesn't describe it. My little Pookie is missing. I looked everywhere for him. Looked all around the village, but then a snowstorm came by and I I couldn't find his little tracks. I don't know where he is. I'm so worried. I haven't been able to restock anything. I haven't been able to check any stocks. 
I haven't sold anything in days. All I've drank is tea, and then got dirty, and now it's clean. And I don't know. And she just kind of looks, and she just kind of puts her head down, like on the countertop, like you know, arms crossed, like. <sighs> yeah, life's a ditch. May I ask what you said, Pookie? Yes, Pookie Robles, Robles Bottom the Third. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very affectionate name, I'm sure. I wonder if I couldn't attempt to cheer her up because I am an animal type. I don't know what her pet used to be. And this is where we lose our party member because we leave him with... Or leave her with <laughs> it's like, here, we'll trade you this magical item for uh, our fox. Magical item, magical fox, fair trade. So what are you attempting to do, Sola? <clears throat> oh, hop onto the counter and, and do the classic, like, animal nuzzle and try to, you know improve her mood at least a little bit because this is just too sad let's go with diplomacy i can't tell if it should be performer diplomacy so i'm just gonna go with diplomacy for now uh well there's only a one point difference in them so it's either a 28 or a 29 sure let's go diplomacy then 28 (laughs) all right you got a 28. Um, she just kind of sniffles and reaches up and uh, pets your head. But um, she, she, does, she looks a little bit comforted, but just kind of more like, I'm so sad and I'm happy that I'm petting something, but I'm still sad. Uh, I think you were asking something, Indra. Uh, yeah, I was asking what what exactly was Poopsie Von Snoodleboop? The 17th. That's, that, that's Pookie Rottles Bottom the third. He is the cutest little honey badger you have ever seen. He's got a little red collar with a tag that says Pookie on it, and he left about three days ago. A honey badger. Yes, yeah. they get a bad rep. He's very snuggly. Okay. I'll, I'll just kind of raise soul, my hand. I'm and, sure. You know, uh, yeah, I'll kind of. Certainly, certainly. How tall is she? <laughs> um, she You can't really tell because she was all slumped over, but um, she merely looks to be about six or seven feet tall. Oh, yeah. I definitely raise my hands up and like, no, you're mm-hmm, as I'm like four and a half feet tall. <laughs> so yeah, I'm she, like, I no. think she towers over everyone in the group because I think everyone's shorter than that. Dexter, no. <laughs> I believe I stand probably the shortest of all of you. Well, you don't really count. You're a fox, like literally. You're five pounds. <laughs> but five pounds of cute. Uh, Otto's pretty tall, <laughs> but he has really bad posture, so he's. <laughs> I imagine him always, like, kind of hunched over just a little. Like, not to where, like, you would notice, but it's just that amount of, like, hmm. He could be a lot taller if he just stopped slouching around in, like, fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if Otto ever gets a charisma buff, he'll, like, stand up and you'll be like, whoa, we damn, he's handsome. Up. What? Are you shitting me? No, I can hear you. 
Uh, I think that's just you, Izzy. I can hear you. Everyone else can hear me, I think. Oh. I can uh, hear you. I, I do have a good charisma. It's just uh, a bit Buscemi-ish charisma. <laughs> if you ever get like a confidence potion, they'll be like, damn. <laughs> Alright, but... Um, so she, she's informed, so she says, um, he, when he runs out on his own, he'll sometimes go just, just to the north of town. He goes and looks for things there. Um, I'd be awfully glad if you guys brought him back. Oh, we'd definitely be willing to look for him. Um, do you have anything that he likes? A favorite food? A toy? Uh... Yes, I think I have one thing. And she, she, she kind of leans down underneath the counter, and she uh, pulls up what looks to be like a long, um, about two foot long bone that's been gnawed on pretty heavily. And she puts it on the countertop. He, this is his favorite chew toy. Oh joy! <laughs> I can see. It looks exactly like Otto. <laughs> I will kind of pick it up and hand it to Otto. Okay, I guess I'm holding this. <laughs> Thanks, Otto. We'll we'll find your um Remains. your dear pet. No. <laughs> um, Sola, make a fortitude save. Sola. Yeah, yeah, I rolled it. It's an eighteen. Okay, I didn't hear. You. Um, as you, um, as you're just kind of sitting there, she's petting you, she's I miss my boogie so much! And she just bear hugs you, Sola, completely to her chest, and you are suddenly just completely, like, trapped by this sobbing, just hysterical woman, and for a moment you have to hold your breath as you are just completely smothered, and then uh, you manage to claw your way free and, um, get out of her clawing grasp. Uh, when she does that, I make a sound much akin to a squeak, squeaky toy being depressed. <laughs> I make no attempts to help you out of this. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll just like lightly tap her and just be like, um, it's okay. You might um, want to release our companion. She doesn't uh, have the strength of boulders, unfortunately. She says, no. Only my pookie does. We'll we'll find him. Um, could you let go of our friends, please? She uh she reluctantly lets go lets go of the soft fox. <laughs> About how large is Pookie? Um, you know what? Let me look this one up. So I'm not. Well, like that expecting... happens. What's up? I'm half expecting, like, a dire fucking honey badger (laughs) or something like... That would be awesome. I didn't say it was my mount. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's like... (laughs) I actually would love that now. Let's just go... What does it eat? Anything smaller than it? (laughs) Medium creatures are smaller. And sometimes Uh... larger. (laughs) While, While you're looking it up, I... Gracefully rescue uh, Sola from um, Man, her There's grasp. a lot of bear skeletons here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she kind of looks over and she looks at the fox. Oh, he's about three or four times bigger than that one. Okay. Does he point it out? <laughs> no, he points at Sola, not Indra. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Holy crap. That's a 20 pound Henry Badger. Holy shit. Yep. I'll say we'll definitely take a look at the outside of the northern part of town soon. Uh, I don't know if honey badgers are nocturnal or not. I don't believe they are. But uh, uh, they are. Nature check. They don't give a damn, actually. So, what That's... are you doing in this, uh, Kyra? Oh, I was saying while uh, you were looking it up, just that um, Kyra just uh, kind of holds Sola and rescues her from okay, her you're, grasp. You're now held from, you know, smothering uh, sobbing woman to more uh, gentle, happy person. Yeah, yeah, I do a uh, knowledge nature to, you know, basic knowledge and thing we should know. And uh, should I be worried? All right, do a knowledge nature check on a honey badger auto. Um, is it a dire honey badger? <laughs> from what you can gather, well, the first thing that you notice is that that's a human femur that you're holding. Like, just flat out. It's it's from a person or something of the same size. Um, and the second of all, you, from what her description is, you think it's about the size of a regular honey badger. It doesn't seem any larger or smaller um, just from the teeth marks and just from what her description is. So you are looking for a, a badger. You know, they tend to, like, you know, live kind of in dens underground, pretty stereotypical stuff. Having one as a pet is a very, is a new one for you, and we just lost someone. Not I. So that probably They're isn't. back. Hopefully it was a quarter bot. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Otto, who I was just talking to. <laughs> but basically, you know the standard fare for honey badgers, Otto. Um, everything that I just said. Okay, I missed some of that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I know sure. that, that. Sorry, that's why I said that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, basically, uh, it, basically standard. If you know it's about the regular size honey badger, maybe about twenty to thirty pounds, three or four feet long. Okay, okay. Uh, well, good news, guys, is uh, badger. The, it's not very large. Bad news is it has hatred of uh, like five badgers crammed into one badger. Joy. So, uh, I don't know. Look for skeletons, I guess. We'll probably have to start on the edge of town. I assume since nobody's died here and there's no humans that I can see, we'll probably be searching for food elsewhere. Could you imagine if all the people, like out of character, could you imagine <laughs> if it was the honey badger dragging away all the people that were going missing? <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> Caleb, you specifically said human, right? There's no humans in that village. Uh, well, there are a handful of humans, like one or two. Oh, but I yeah. That. Okay. But, but what that I basically mean really is it's human. It's like, it's like human size. Like, if you look at your femur, that's what it looks like. Oh, no. um, uh, I will also. Uh, just kind of say, would you be all right if we take a look around the shop? Uh, we've been hoping to resupply, and uh, also, do you, would you happen to know anyone that might be interested in buying minerals and rare stones? Um, she kind of looks up. She goes, "I, I guess I would. Um, I don't have much in my shop right now. I haven't restocked in a few days. You're free to look at what you want." Hmm. Alright, uh, I guess we'll 
um, start looking around and I also just kind of show her the massive cobalt that we have and see if she's interested in all in it. She kind of looks at it and goes, and just kind of depressed, goes, I, mean, I could give you 20 coins for that. I don't know. I don't know how much it's worth right now. Uh, is there a local smith, maybe? Yeah, I think there's a Geralt somewhere. I don't know. Um, you kind of get the feeling that, like, she's yeah. not really in her right mind to making be, be making any sort of transaction. So this is the perfect time to steal shit from the shop. Well, speaking of, as you look around in the shop, you begin to notice um, why these items aren't gone in the first place. Indra, you see a sword hanging on the wall. It looks pretty pristine, pretty good. Um, as you draw it and swing it around a few times, after about three or four seconds... Um, the sword itself kind of turns to rubber, and you're like, the sword blade kind of turns to rubber, just goes, and falls over. And then, um, as you put it in, it, you put it back in its sheath. Um, you also find a, um, a set of armor, and as you get closer to it, it looks, it looks pristine, it looks beautiful, it looks amazing. And as you get closer, you realize it's made of paper. Um, and then you also find, um, an amulet that is just a small iron fist. Um, and after you run Detect Magic on it, you see that it's not magical. It's just an iron fist amulet. How much is she selling that for, just out of curiosity? Um, it says it's marked C owner for details. Uh, so, um, do, is there yeah. any scrolls around? Maybe. Um, you kind of dig through some, you know, kind of scraps of crappy paper, and you find you find one scroll, and um, as you read it, you see that it is um, it is actually a poem, um, and it says, "Oh Pookie, my Pookie, wherefore art thou my Pookie?" And it continues and such for the next half scroll. Okay, I hope I don't think mental damage or anything, but uh, put that back where I found it. As much as Honey Badgers usually don't care, I have a feeling that it might not be coming back of its own volition. It's uh, um, probably going to go ho- come home when it's uh, had its fill. You guys, you guys definitely get the feeling that uh, if you, uh, if you, when she's a better frame of mind, um, she'll be able to sell items and or buy items from you. Gotcha. I think they were a little slow to realize that. <laughs> no, I just figured. I would look around, because it's fun. Oh no, there's lots of things that aren't relevant. <laughs> I wonder if we could do anything with our rubber chicken stuff. Alright, that's right. Uh, for your edification there, Sola. Um, they went to the Feywild, and the rewards were a toy sword, a raw chicken, and a, a small rock. Sounds about right. <laughs> Well, we should probably head out and see if there's something we can do. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of pat Millie on the shoulder. I don't want to ask if that's her son. <laughs> so I won't. So I'll just kind of be like, don't worry. Uh, we'll head out tomorrow and see if we can find Pookie. He goes, thank you. Thank you so much. And she just kind of like pats your hand too. 
much damage do I take? <laughs> you take five positive love damage. She she shakes your hand and it crunches. <laughs> Alright, I will kind of look towards uh, Kyra and be like, are any other shops catching your eyes? Or your eye your eyes? There we go. I don't know. Or yours, and I'll kind of look over at Otto. Uh, no, no. I feel we like... could use some magical swag, but uh, I doubt we'll find anything really great here. We could well... sell some stuff, but I feel like maybe we should do this first for her. I feel yeah, bad. Yeah. She looks so distraught. If, if anything, uh, it will help our reputation in the area. Maybe mm-hmm. less daggers to our throats right here. Understandable. Uh, what time of day is it? Um, it's going to be about like late evening at this point. You guys have been traveling most of the day. Alright, so you guys um, exit the shop, um, and I assume you go to the Cottontail Inn. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys headed to the Cottontail Inn, and you are greeted by yet another person. Also, that squeaky toy sound effect. Um, you're greeted by a another Yusaki with a vaguely French accent, as far as you can tell, but I can't do a French accent, so you're just going to have to imagine it. No, nope, um, I'm, I'm expecting a French accent now. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> I kill it. No, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we'll just say baguette about 50 times, and I'll be in the mood for it. Viva la France, hon, 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 baguette, baguette, baguette. He goes, uh, had me a... I surrender. <laughs> wow. He is a white rabbit. Okay. Um, you, uh, he says, ah, you are new in this town. Also, if any of them are from the Cloud Isles, which that's kind of like their homeland, uh, they will notice probably that I do have like slightly like light blue, like lightning looking arcs across my forearms, mm-hmm. which is like a crazy ass, like, you know, born of the bloodline of one of our three founders. Um, you do notice that a couple of them, like, as you kind of walk by and you see a few of them, they, a couple of them do note specifically, like, you, because you are, like, you know, Yusagi, and they, they're, like, one of the people. But you notice that they don't really have the awe and wonder you would expect from, you know, some people being like, oh, shit, this guy's important, or, like, you know, he's from some sort of important bloodline. Okie dokie. Um... So the uh, um, innkeeper says it's about five um, five of these silver coins per night uh, per room. Um, Kyra speaks up and says, um, perhaps you could give us a slight bit of a discount here. Uh, we are trying to assist your village people finding all of the missing. Uh, members of your community and I think this work is very important to us if you wouldn't mind giving us a slight discount Kyra the miser go ahead and roll diplomacy 
even haggling. Five While she's silver. rolling, I fill my uh, I fill my word bubble okay, in with you, omelette you know dew fromage. Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you no. guys pay the silver. I will just work for me and Sola. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, no, you no complaining. All right, I won't do shit for you. You pay that damn money if you're gonna complain, boy. Uh, I actually also fill it in with room for perform. Uh, um, so let's go with Kyra's roll first. Twenty-seven. And that's 20? just for me and Sola now. Apparently, you guys want to pay your fucking money. And I appreciate. Hello. Did I get a twenty? Um, so, okay, I'm thinking for a second. Cause, well, I guess if you are helping the town, perhaps four silver per night. I still need to make a profit on the rooms. Uh, I don't give do you have anything that needs repairing? I can probably do that for you. I do have a few broken pots and pans and chairs from when the Snow Raiders got rowdy last time. Fine, you're... Are you a wizard? Your hat's not nearly big enough. Well, it's not the size of the hat that matters. So, I, I'm a wizard, okay? Um, I can do magic. I can fix stuff. Because, all right, three silver if your friend can fix a few of my items around here. Okay. And performance for our friend here, and I gesture at uh, Sola. He kind of looks down, and goes, "What? What? What does that do?" I just give him the biggest fox grin I can. Um. Yeah, make a performance check. Okay, I don't think you have to pay if you're a fox. Uh, 25 perform. 25. Fine. Two silver if your fox also performs tonight, doing whatever it is she wants to do. I can go no lower than that. I'm already taking a hit and hoping that your wizard friend doesn't make my chair purple or something. I can. I perfectly understand. <laughs> or furry. <laughs> the quiet, like, I could, in the back. <laughs> Once again, auto is the best. Alright. So, how many rooms are you all getting? Um, I'm just going to get one and I assume Sola will just share... Or if uh, wants I can to share. I can share. I prefer with. I prefer have at least one meat shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will lay down five silver and say thank you for your hospitality, cousin. Alright. He nods and he goes. Uh, you must have traveled far from the uh, Cloud Isles, I assume. Quite a bit away. Our journey takes us all over, it seems. <clears throat> hmm. Best of luck to you. Enjoy your rooms. You'll see uh, the first two on the right. And he uh, slides over two kind of heavy iron keys. So we're getting two rooms? Yes, I assume one for Sola and uh, and one for Sola and you, Kyra, and then one for Indra and Otto. One for the girls, one for the boys. I presume. Unless you guys want to mix and match, which I don't care. I'm not your um, matron or mother. I just assume that's how divvy, divvy up. 
I'm gonna burn a Arcanist point and switch one of my spells around. Alright. To, uh, let me see. Where is that down spoon? Ah, this one. Let's see. The spell and term is Keep Watch. Don't have the subject to stand and keep watch. So, so uh, I find a way to deal with my night terrors. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, you guys want to stay awake? Stay awake for what? You know, night. So he posted. A, he basically posted a spell which lets him stay awake all night without having to sleep and still consider to getting a rest. So you could do that uh, for I two can creatures. Touch more than uh, I can. Can you see? Uh, okay, I can only touch like uh, two people: myself and uh, somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone do, do that to fucking Indra? Why can't I sleep? <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. consider it. I'd, I'd be down. Uh, the only drawback, you can't do anything really strenuous. Like, uh, pretty much anything besides uh, have a keep watch, keeping watch. I'll nod. Alright, so you cast a spell, and um, this night, you guys... Uh, don't get any sort of rest. Well, you do get rest, but you stay awake and don't feel that normal loopy tiredness <laughs> comes being being uh, asleep. And Otto, you manage to avoid your terrifying night terrors. Yep, I just stare in the wall, stare the ceiling, and uh, try to figure. <laughs> do that is for that, eight hours. Is that just for them? Yep, uh, because, for because he, he casts a spell on the both of them to keep them up all night. Oh my god. So just sitting in a room staring at each other like, this is fun. I'm having fun. Well, I mean, they can do things other than like, they can do things that are non-strenuous kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually going to spend some... Do you realize we're like in the one place in one situation where we're not dead? We're in a ball hurtling through cold, uncaring space (laughs) that could kill us at any second. (laughs) The amount of places that and things that can kill us are staggering. I'm going to be quietly meditating, and at Otto, every time. I mean, Indra, are you sure you don't want to share a room? <laughs> you lay down, Kyra. At this point, you and Sola are half-assed asleep, enjoying I, the I was night. I was kind of saying it as a joke, like, oh. <laughs> Indra, you are learning way too much about the inner workings of Otto's mind. <laughs> every... Well, I. I allowed um, Sola to curl up next to me and on the bed. Every massive talk of like death or cata- catastrophic event slowly twitches one of my ears. Um, it's something I choose not to think about. Uh, do you know how complex the bodies of any sentient being is? Die. Like one little tube clogged or... One little grain of sand in the wrong place, and you're dead. After a while. You know, after the pains. I will kind of look over... Are you, are, have you been drinking anything at all to this nope, night? I have. I do not drink any alcohol. No, 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 no. I mean, like, is there, like, a cup of water or anything? Uh, sure, I can imagine her drinking a cup of water. I have my water canteen. 
I'm going to gently pick up the canteen and just kind of smell the water real quick, just and set it back down. It smells like an animal bladder that's been cleaned out to have water in it. Mm. I'll say... Not that I'm entirely aware of. I do know that there are many ways to end or hurt an individual, but in the grand scheme of things, I, I suppose that we're all quite frail. I mean, yeah, we're all in this position. And I will gesture to the, like, bastard swords slash across my back. Yeah, I kind of rub where my head got hit by timber. Yeah. Uh, well, good talk. I'm going to stare at this ceiling for the next six hours. <coughs> I'll kind of nod and then get up and be like, well, I will be back soon and excuse myself from the room. All right, I'm... I'm actually going to go talk to the innkeeper and ask if he knows anything about uh, Millie's badger. And if he's, like... uh, Is the innkeeper still out there? Uh, Yeah, he's still out there. It seems like most of the patrons have gone to bed. You see that he's kind of um, cleaning up the last of the few dishes and glasses. It seems like he's almost done. Okay, uh... I'll kind of raise my hand as I walk in the room and say, uh, Greetings, cousin. Uh, do you have uh, a moment? I got a few moments. I'm about to head back, head up to uh, my bed myself. How can I help you? I was just wondering. Um, we're seeking to help Millie with her pookie that has gone missing. Uh, a badger, I believe. Ah, yes. It would be Pookie Rottlesbottom the third. Don't ask me why he's the third. She just named him that. <laughs> I'll give a smile. And Has he fled the city frequently? Or the town frequently? She, you see, kind of like frowns for a second. Let him roam as he pleases. I have had to more than once kick him out of here because he will chew on my chairs. But yes, he's free to roam, but he's never left for an extended period of time like he has now, at least to my understanding. Hmm. Do you know where he was the previous times he left, or anything about him? Um... The previous times he would leave and come back, maybe with some small kill or some food. But beyond that, we know not much. He did leave about the same time these disappearances started, and poor Millie has had to uh, fend off accusations that it was her honey badger that had done this. I mean, can you imagine such a small little creature actually killing that many people? It's ridiculous. Oh, nod pretending that I had never had the idea <clears throat> and be like, so do we know, what do we know about these disappearances? Um, my, mainly the people who were caught out too late at night um, on the outskirts of the village, they would either be staying out late scavenging or walking or 
just in general get caught out after dark and then they would never return. We'd find um, blood streaks, but it would be covered up by the blizzard as you leave the town. If you leave this small little bowl, it will be uh, um, the weather itself kind of picks up a bit. Hmm. And is there any similarities? Is there, you know, elderly individuals? Are they all different races? It seems to be no similarities. I do recall uh, one of our one of our snow raiders went out, and uh, he was caught out after dark alone. And um, there seemed to be some sort of struggle, but in the end, we could not find his body. About three people have disappeared at this point, as far as I can remember. And when did these disappearances happen? The most recent or one start. happened a few days ago. And they started um, about a month or two ago. And only just recently have we determined that there is a pattern. Hmm. Perhaps when we're out, we can learn a bit more about these disappearances as well. Perhaps it would be, uh, be deeply appreciated. Do you know if anyone else knows anything more about them? I know that you had snow raiders, and I'll kind of say it questioningly, make, you know, unfamiliar with all the terms that they name their patrols and guards. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that they were traveling in pairs now. Uh, yes, they typically, they did not start doing that until recently. Um, they, they travel in pairs now. The snow raiders keep the peace. They make sure everyone stays in line and they go out foraging and dealing with other bandits and other things that may be in our way or causing problems. They do need to go out in pairs now because obviously it is no longer safe for even combat hardened ones such as themselves to be out and about. Well, I appreciate you talking with me tonight. Not a problem. You have a very good night and get a good night's sleep. I'll kind of... My right ear will twitch almost as if it's like used to hearing horrible atrocities of a hedge wizard's mind. And I'll say, I'll try. And then kind of make my way back into my room and continue meditating. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, you all... Well, except for two of you, you know, you you will take your long rest, is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, and yeah, that is where we will end today's session. So, um, you guys, the next session will be when you guys wake up tomorrow. So, appreciate everyone for playing and everyone for listening. Um, we'll call that good for now. So, we'll oh, say goodbye. The next session is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> no, next session will be tomorrow in game. The next session is actually going to play. It's probably going to be in a year, so no problem there. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Right, so we'll say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye. Bye. Ooh, I can use occult skill unlocks. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Nice.